I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! Good evening and welcome to your another weekly edition of TG Touchy Gunas. It's your boy SV Carboholic on hosting duties and I'm joined this evening by my good brother Shabs. How are you, sir? I'm very well, my brother, man. I've been missing for a minute, but I'm back. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, what are you saying? It's just the stress of life getting you down, yeah? Oh, life is on my neck. Yeah, yeah. Bill's the bait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> life's been on me. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and I've been busy, but yeah, man, I'm here, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, it's good to have you here, brother. It's just the two of us this evening. Um, obviously, we've been a bit quiet, but as you can imagine, no one wants to talk much when the internationals are on. Here at TG, we're not a massive fan of internationals anyway, so we're finding other ways to fill the time. Someone like me you might catch me watching a lot of reality TV, boy. That's where I've been, boy, watching, flinging on that married at first sight UK. I've, I've been, I've been deep in the trenches with that. So, um, but thankfully, we have Premier League football coming back this weekend. We will be um, facing Brentford away this weekend, which is an interesting fixture. We're going to get into that in a sec. But um, firstly, just a few, uh, you know, house rules. Um, 
you know, do feel free to like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod as well. You also feel free to join our Patreon from as little as £3 a month where we do obviously loads of post-match reviews. We do more in-depth stuff. So if you like that, if you're a fan of that, please do tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, yeah, man, the, the more listeners we have, uh, more subscribers we have, the more stuff we'll be able to do. So really appreciate those who do listen. Um, but yeah, even if you don't want to pay, we appreciate you here listening to us weekly, man. So all good. Right. Okay, Shabs, let's get into it. We have obviously so we've been we've been away for a couple of weeks. A lot of the players have been away on international duty. I don't want to really talk about the minutiae of the games because I've not watched anything. I've I've seen like a couple um clips, highlights here and there. But um from what I understand, most people seem to have come back in okay nick. Obviously, Gabriel Gabriel Jesus, he played 90 minutes for Brazil last night against Argentina in a 1-0 defeat. Um, all of the Gabbies played in that game, actually, so they've been very, very active. So I'm, I'm assuming they'll be touching down in the UK at some point today, um, and hopefully they'll be able to train before Brentford on Saturday. Um, let's talk about Jesus. Uh, he obviously missed a good couple of weeks before the end of the international break. He has come out today <laughs> um, and, and there are some quotes which have come out which have said, you know, it, it been criticised. He's, he's talking about himself not not being, you know, uh, someone who, you know, goals are his strongest point. But, you know, and, and that's obviously been met with, with a few different comments from a few different fans. Um, but I think most important is obviously what we think. And, it's 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 annoying because the reality is we bought him to be our number one striker, our number one shooter. He's been here, um, I think, for you know when we look back to last season prior to the World Cup, his level was extremely high. Um, unfortunately, he then got that serious knee injury, um, and obviously he's missed games here and there since then. So I don't know if if that's as of a case of him recovering from his knee injury or if there's generally you know something more to look at there. But in between all of that as well. One criticism which has been levelled at his door is that his scoring inconsistency is an issue, and it is an issue, and we're here now, and, and you know, um, I think I saw the stat, he's only scored like once in his last, like, nearly 30 games for Brazil as well, which is, you know, another big problem as well. So, so how are you fixed on it at the moment with Gabriel Jesus? Obviously, we know he's not the greatest scorer, but he is a vitally important part of our of our team. When he's fit, he does link everything very nicely as a false nine. Um, but where do you stand now on him? What should be the expectation? Um, do you have faith that he can lead the line for us long term, or is his future out wide? Or, or you know, what's 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 the current status, and what should be the future status? Do you think? I just so on the actual statement, and I am backtracking a tiny bit. I, I just wonder if things were lost in translation that sounds like um the type of thing that most players wouldn't necessarily admit that in such a brazen way so i just i, I wonder if it was lost in translation a little bit and him meaning you know he recognizes that goals are something he needs to work on um you know and that as in like it's an area of continued development for for him however in terms of the actual on-field uh, translation i should say 
it it is pretty accurate and aligns with with um with his statement he's a fantastic player but he doesn't score nowhere near enough goals for the chances created for a player of his ability for me you know he's a very technically accomplished player but i always feel that in front of goal he looks like he just is rushing all the time he lacks that composure he lacks that um just that killer he doesn't have that killer instinct in him in front of goal you know and i suppose you have to ask the question is this something that can be developed you know we've seen players that are less technically accomplished than him develop a killer streak it's been done it's been achieved um so it's about whether it can occur with him and for me it's 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 a bit of a mental thing as well it's about mentality um i think what worries me with jesus though is that it's not the first time we've been here. i think this is he's not scored a goal for brazil in nine games his premier league record for arsenal was a bit better i think he's scored 11 goals in 26 games in the league or something like that i think um you know bear in mind he's missed large parts of injuries so it's a little bit more than one in two um so it's not the end of the world but you can analyze his game in terms of numbers or you can analyze his performances by actually watching him and i think when you watch him you often see chances come to him and um he scoffs at chances and for me it's a worry if we're reliant on him being our center forward and being a center forward which is dependent on Yes, all the jinky me jinky and linking play and helping our attack to be fluid, but ultimately putting the the, the, the the onion in the back of the onion net, back of the onion bag even, or if he's going to be more of a facilitator striker and we develop that killer instinct in players around him, like Saka, who we can see is deciding games, like Martinelli, who we can see has been decisive, um, and then I think, you know, as well as Erdegaard, if 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 that is going to be the case with Jesus chipping in now and then and being less fluid, then I think in addition to Erdegaard having a good season in terms of goal scoring numbers, you probably need at least one other reliable goal scorer, you know. Um, so, yeah, that that's that's kind of my overall take on things and how I see things with Jesus at this moment in time but um, I think at the start of this season on this pod I backed him to score 18 league goals and uh, something in that region and I still think it's he's got one so far brother (laughs) yeah I think it's doable but there's a lot of work he has to do bear in mind I think we're on 10 are we on 11 games now Saturday will be game 12 I don't know. I think I think this game thirteen. Oh, 13, uh, even so. Yeah, he's, yeah. There's no, tell, of, yeah, there's, yeah. So, so we play twelve games. Saturday's game. Yeah, game thirteen. Saturday yeah. So there's a lot of he's got a lot of work to do if he's to hit that number. And eighteen is. I don't think eighteen's even too ambitious. I think I was mm. saying eighteen from a stance of still being quite pessimistic i think uh, 18 based on his performances goal scoring performances i think 18 would be like his higher end you know rather than 18 would be a disappointing season for him for a player like harland not to compare them directly but 18 would be a disappointing number for harland 
for a player like Jesus, 18 league goals is like, yeah, actually, it's probably a reach for him. He's not done it before in the Prem. He's had enough of a sample size, enough opportunities to kind of do it in the Prem. He's not done it yet. So, yeah, that's that's that, that's ultimately kind of how I feel about, about him. And I feel that how he continues for the remainder of this season is my influence what we do in terms of the profile. I think we know we need to buy another striker, but it might heavily influence what we do in terms of the profile um, when we next go into the market for a striker. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree too much in terms of what you've said. So last season, he got 11 and 26 in the league. Obviously, we know he missed three, four months with that serious knee injury. Um, he's got one in seven so far in the league this season. I think he's only started about two or three games, though. He does mm. have three and three in the Champions League, mm. um, which is interesting. His, his goals to game ratio in the Champions League seems a lot better. Um, mm. Let me give you a let me give you a bit of a contrarian view, and and so mm. let me get your take on this. Then, yeah, last season Arsenal had their highest goal scoring Premier League season ever, ever. Mm. Bearing in mind, you know, some of the teams that played under Arsene Wenger, you know, the the Invincibles, teams with Fabregas, Van Persie, etc. All of these teams scored a mm. lot of goals, but none of them scored the amount we scored last season, and that mm. was with us saying, you know, that Jesus isn't enough, but is he enough? Because I'll give you another view here. The, the COVID season, 2019-20, that Liverpool won the title, Roberto Firmino only scored nine league goals. So is it a case of, is someone holding us back? Is it a case of, you know, do we want the striker to be the main shooter or are we expecting goals from all over the gaff like we had last season? I think last season we had four players who got 10 or more in the league alone. So I guess, you know, when you don't have a serious certified shooter, that is the way you mitigate against it so how how much of a problem is it generally and you know if we were to decide go and get quote unquote what we describe as a number nine how does that alter what we do currently bearing in mind we know that the nine does a lot of facilitating in this current setup and you know bearing in mind some of the conversations we've had this season about eddie in that eddie doesn't do enough facilitation and when eddie plays the attack doesn't look as fluid whereas i think the last two games, right? We started Trossard as nine before the international break, and we scored five goals in 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 those two games. Um, you know, so yeah, and 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 it's interesting, obviously. But just just to slightly end on this, because I think this was something we had when we hit a bit of a patch last season, right? After Jesus was injured, Eddie started okay, but then we hit a patch where we didn't score, and then he came out. Trossard came in at four nine, and and um, we started scoring again. So. Uh, how do you assess the overall balance of the attack? What type of forward or what type of strike you'd want and what that does for the dynamics? Or would you prefer to keep someone who is more of a facilitator but maybe doesn't bag as much? It's really tough because for me, it's a bit of, it's both and. Um, I, I, I firmly believe in resilience across your side. And that for me is, you know, to speak to the example that you provided, you know, if you have a, if you have a top shooter and they miss a chunk of the season for any reason, you know, they're out for an extended period, then, um, you know, you see what happens in terms of, 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 of the teams struggling 
to put the ball in the back of the net with consistency or reliability. It also means your threat's more varied and diversified in terms of your, your goal threat, where your goals actually come from. So I do like the idea and the concept of, 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 of resilience across the attack. And I like midfielders that can contribute with goals. I like, you know, Saka's production, which I think has been extremely important for us for the last four seasons. Um, you know, uh, more so as, you know, with every new season that enters. And Martinelli as well for the same reasons. So I do like that. I think that's important. I think there's no doubt that our attack is more fluid when Jesus is playing. Not There's not a doubt in my mind about how much better we look and how much more cohesive we look. And that's just about his intelligence, his mobility, his capacity to, um, you know, swap spaces with Martinelli you know, and combine with Martinelli, but he can also move over into the right-hand side and allow Saka to drift infield, you know. Um, so he's got an intelligence that matches his ability and his athleticism as well. So he's got the three components. But there is something about my striker for me where you have to put the ball in the back of the net, man. You have to be able to. If you're not doing it because you're being asked to fulfil a different role, in the side at times it's a bit more understandable and it's a bit more forgivable but ultimately for me the striker your job has to be to put the ball in the back of the net and i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He's a striker. We've paid a significant fee for him. I think he's the, you know, he's one of the few, if not the only centre-forward signing that Arteta's made. So Arteta identified him as this is a player he wanted. Arteta has spoken to him being, developing him to become more clinical um, in the early days. And he's a Brazil number nine as well. So for me, these things matter. This is football heritage, you know. Um, Brazil strikers have to be prolific for club and country. So... You know, I I I I had a contrarian view, um, but there's still something that leaves. You know, sometimes his 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 performances leave a lot to be desired in terms of what he's able to do in front of goal, in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net. And I don't think we can overlook that either. I think we'd be being really ignorant to dismiss that. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I think it's fair. It's, it's a watch this space. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, he hadn't played, like I said, um, prior to the international sign. He played a full 90 minutes against Argentina, which was a very intense game. So it'll be interested to see if he starts or if he's integrated from the bench um, away to Brentford. Can, can I ask you something? Yeah. Do you, How do you feel about the being called up to... Knowing that the player, you know, came, I think it was, was it the severe game where he he, he walked off yeah, the pitch? 
the injury in the Champions was, League. Yeah, so it was, it was after not, that game. Yeah, we've, we've 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 not seen him since that game. Um, you know, nursing the injury. How do you feel about players in those circumstances being called for international duty um, and then being used as well? You know, he's travelled a long way to Brazil. I don't know if this was an international friendly or if it was competitive games. It's a World Cup um, qualifier. Okay, so, World Cup qualifiers. Yeah. So, me, I, I, I only care about Arsenal. So, really and truthfully, I'd rather not see anyone go for like their, to play for their international team if you had, mm. if you had my choice. But I think one thing I've had to make peace with is that the care I don't have for countries is not what players do, right? Players love their countries and, and players want to play for their country. So there's a big disparity in terms of what I would do or what I think and, and what these players think. And I think obviously a lot of these players sometimes don't want to fall foul of the the management by being seen to, to pull out of, especially, I guess, for someone like Brazil. I think I've listened to other pods where they've said about a lot of Brazilians consider playing for their country more important than playing for their club. So, mm. um, so I, I think there's probably that factor in place. Obviously, very, very proud. Like when you think of, like for me, when I think of countries, Brazil is the most iconic international nation I think about. Like, yeah. so I, so I, I, I understand it. I understand, and I think apparently um, Brazil weren't too happy with us. And I think in the last international break, when we said. Martinelli wasn't fit or something and then he came on against City and then he didn't go to the international so I think mm. they, they wanted to assess Jesus for themselves so he didn't play the first he didn't play he wasn't involved in the first game at all to be fair so mm. he yeah. played 90 minutes and I guess what we could say is that you know today's Wednesday Thursday he still has some recovery time as well so and you could say if he's fit I guess he probably needs some minutes in his legs if you wanted to put mm. a positive spin on it as well um so mm. But yeah, I mean, my, my general opinion is fuck internationals, bro. I hate all of them, unless it's like a, yeah. uh, an, an international tournament, man. So, bless you. But I'm sure, you know, fitness permitting, he'll he'll be involved in some sort of capacity against Brentford yeah. at the weekend. So, let's let's move on to them. Let's talk about that. Um, first game back after an international break away at Brentford. Now, for me, this is a very tricky fixture. Um I think Brentford are always one of those teams, especially, not always, they are one of those teams that can cause big teams problems. We've seen it countless times. We've seen them go to Man City win. We've seen them beat in Liverpool. We've seen them beat, they, they, I'm pretty sure they've beaten every big team, actually, um, since they've been since they've been in this division. So no doubt it'll be a tough fixture. Obviously, I know that, you know, there's no Ivan Tony, um, And obviously they'll, they'll still be without that. But... They still have the ability to cause people trouble, and and I, I respect Brentford heavily because they're not massive spenders. They they work within their means a lot, and even though they might be a team that um might sit off when they're off in possession, they're not one of those teams that you know sit off in a low block and can't cause issues. Um, they can pretty much like when they win the ball back, you know, with Embuemo, Wissa, even more pay, even though I don't rate him, they can cause trouble, man. And we've seen it numerous mm. times. So how do you assess? Uh, Saturday's game. Where are you? Where in your eyes are potential dangers in this game? Um, where you've where, where you've outlined definitely uh, pace in behind. That's a you know that's a threat. I think uh, Whistler has quite impressed me. I think Whistler's a you know been a good acquisition for 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 Brentford. So yeah, I think pace in behind has been. Um, a um something that we need to to 
to just be wary of, you know. I I back Saliba and um big Gabby to be able to cope by and large, but it's the you know that running into channels. So um Ben White is if if, if, if is Ben White gonna be available and fit, but it's that kind of running into the channels um there, you know, whoever the, Whistles up against on that side, and then Mbwemo on the other side as well. Like so, whether it's Sinchenko, Tomiyasu, Ben White, whoever, it's um, these guys are going to need to be careful. And we're going to need to be smart in terms of who and how we pick up. Um, and then I consider um, how we'll set up in midfield in terms of availability, and I think we'll probably choose height. And stature, because you know, again, Brentford. I think, are, you know, they sit off, but yeah, they've they've got presence. They're physically imposing, so it might look like Declan Rice at the base of midfield with Havertz in there for height and Erdegaard if he's back fit. And, yeah, I, saw, I saw pictures of him in training, so Erdegaard looks to be yeah. back now. So, I mean, they said it wasn't serious; they just didn't want him to. He he was one who just didn't go international, yeah. so which is good. It'll be yeah. good to have him because he's missed a couple of weeks as well. So. Absolutely. So yeah, I think there's, you know, I think there's height, and I think you know we need to um, consider that height in terms of uh, how it can suit us, how it can work for us if we structure and set ourselves up well, and how it can work against us. I think if we go with Jorginho for what he might be able to assist us with in terms of um, ball retention, control, etc. I think in the transition. Jorginho will die on his feet if we use that brother. I feel so. I feel that there's that potential just because of the pace and the height that Brentford will possess. So, I don't know. We need to carefully consider. But then the other thing is, do you go with Havertz? who might give you a bit of physicality, but isn't going to give you the quality on the ball. Not that we've seen so far from him in the Arsenal show. So, it's a trade-off um, attacking-wise. Uh, I think we'll be okay if we can get our starting lineup. Even if we don't have our starters, I think uh, a starting lineup of Trossard, um, Saka, and Martinelli should be threatening enough and fluid no, enough. No, 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 Eddie, no. No, 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 not for me. Sorry. What are you saying? Sorry. Price, price of the bricks going down, yeah. Price of the bricks, man. Marlo, Marlo, Marlo. When he went into the when he. <laughs> When he went into the committee and said, no, nah, we're not having these meetings no more. I'm sorry, Marlo, but I'm, I'm not having these discussions no more. No. I love Eddie. I, listen, I love Eddie and Ketia. I think he's a player. I think he's a player. I think, what's the point if we're not going to play to his strengths? That's how I feel. I feel that Raya's out. But I feel that this game actually suits Ramsdale. And I feel Raya's been criticised and a lot of the criticism has been fair. He's got to hold that. Um, and, you know, if Lewis hears me, God damn. But I feel where Raya has struggled this season has been aerially in terms of crosses, claiming crosses or whatnot. He's not looked, he's not looked confident. And I think that's an area for me where Ramsdale hasn't particularly struggled. Um, you know, Ramsdale's been pammed too. He's had his errors. You know, he's made mistakes. but. For me, the height advantage and whatnot, I think his durability, something about that old English in there. I think about Brentford having set pieces, which they've been particularly strong at. 
you know, Ben Me and whatnot charging up. And I think a player like Ramsdale is not going to get bullied in those situations or set pieces or whatnot. So I think the fact that, um, you know, we've got this parent club thing with Raya not being able to play actually plays into our hands in terms of Ramsdale. We automatically assume he will start in goal for us on Monday. In fact, bar a catastrophe, he will start for us on Saturday. So, yeah. And then there are factors at play as well. So Saturday evening kickoff, um, 5.30 game broadcast on TV. Um, you know, it's now the beginning of the winter. It's cold. Um, so, yeah, off, off the back of an international break. There are these soft factors which Arsenal should still win, but I don't want to play them down as insignificant as well. You know, these these factors are significant. You know, your preparation, if you're having a 12.30 kickoff on a Saturday, is different to if you play normal time on a Saturday. is different to if you play away on the evening on a Saturday. is different to if you play on a Sunday. It's different to if you play on a Monday night. Um, especially when players are returning from international duty and probably won't get back until Thursday, you know. So really, you've got a day to assess your squad, do some light training. Friday, they might do some tactical work, you know. This is how we want to shape up, etc., etc. Saturday's game day, so yeah, it's not. It's not. I don't. I don't. I don't think time. I don't think a lot of time has been afforded to us to prepare. But that said, I still expect us to win. This is what we're. This is where we're at, and this is what we're going after. And I'm sorry, as much as I respect Brentford, Thomas Frank, I think he's a great coach, smart acquisitions, and, and all that. Arsenal need to bag three points. There's no. We only. We only need to win the game by a goal. You know, we only need to score one goal more than they do to get the job done. That's it for me. Yeah, I, I think I think this is important. Let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Um, and, and you know, we haven't, I don't think this season, we haven't won three league games in a row yet. So I think we we now have a bit of an opportunity to go on a bit of a run. We did, you know, and, and there's been a lot of concerns and, and I think rightly so about, you know, our lack of fluidity, our lack of uh you know our lack of central progression and build up this season i think there's been a lot of valid concerns i think some would caveat it by saying you know in, in the first 10 11 games you've already played chelsea newcastle city spurs united so we have had a hard start to be fair so to only be one point off the top after this hard start i think is a good position to only be one point off the top after party um jesus saka martinelli you know all these guys have missed periods of the season already do you know what i mean so and and, and we know had this happened last season we, we wouldn't have been you know the, the team that we had last season we would be nowhere near so i hope we can be we can put on a bit of a run considering we've got you know brentford then we've got you know Lons in the champions league then wolves at home then luton away then villa away which will be which is a tough one to be fair um and then 
PSV in the Champions League, then Brighton at home before we, I think we, then we go to Anfield on the 23rd. So we've got like a run of about four or five games where, you know, hopefully we can build up a bit of momentum. Um, and hopefully, obviously, we get some some more bodies back again. Um, I, I, we t- you touched on Ben White. I totally forgot he was he missed the game before the internationals as well, and he's not an injury prone player. So hopefully, um, whatever he has, it's, it's not it's nothing serious, and we can see him back, man. So so yeah, fingers crossed, man. We we do need to go on a bit of a run now, um, get some momentum going. I think see a bit of a consistency in lineup. Obviously, I know when you play every three days, you can't play the same team every three days, right? And and I think obviously we've and we haven't had that. I don't think we've been able to play the same team once this season. Do you know what I mean? So which kind of tells you about the injuries we've had so far. So I hope we're in a position now where we can have a bit of stability, go on a bit of a run, um, and, and build up well to Anfield, which will no doubt on twenty third of December be a big game. Um we've got quite a few listeners' questions, so we can spend a bit of time on those. Um First one from Luke44 at Luke, Y-T-Y-L-R. Not sure what that stands for, brother. He can tell us. He says, would you take Vlahovic in January? So uh, let, let, let me let me go on this first because I... So when we were first linked with Vlahovic a couple of seasons back, um, I think that was the season we finished fifth, I, I didn't know uh, much about him. I did my YouTubes and I thought, all right, this guy looks a bit of a shooter, um, strong physically. But as far as I'm aware, he's gone to Juve. I think he's done okay, but he's not pulled up massive, massive trees. And I'll be a bit real. I'm a bit of a snob. Once he rejects me once, I don't want. I don't really want to go back for you because now all of a sudden that I'm looking like Ruby Rose or Coco Jones, now you want to be flashing your eye at me again. But you didn't want to flash your eye at me, you know, before when we were down in the trenches. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this link. What, what are you saying? We were talking about this, I can't remember if it was earlier today or yesterday. Um, I feel a little bit the same for me. Um, there's a bit of a burden of proof there for him now because it was big fish, small pond when he was at Fiorentina. And I'm not going to lie, I think what he was doing when he was at Fiorentina was impressive. Um, you know, the manner of his goals were impressive as well. He was shooting. You know, and then we had our striker troubles and we were heavily linked to him. And, you know, we, we I think we were twerking for him and he was twerking for us too. You know what I mean? And it is them babes that, you know, they're just doing bare eye contact. And then, you know, we approached babes and babes is trying to move like exactly like the, exactly what you said. The Coco Jones, the Ruby Rose thing is trying to move brand new, you know, um, went Juve. And it's not really worked at Juve. I don't know, though, how much of that is um, club tax in terms of Juve and their turmoil and playing for Allegri. I think Perlo was there and it didn't quite work, did it? Perlo couldn't quite get it to work. Um, was Perlo... No, the... I think... I, no, no, it was, I think it was still Allegri. This oh, was, so it was Allegri. So, yeah, it's just been Allegri tax then all the way, which is even worse. He's not been able mm. to do his thing. Um, for me... Vlahovic is a different option. And I I like, when earlier when we were talking about Jesus and the striker, I like having different profiles. I don't think all of your profiles for players should be like for like. I, I think, you know, if Jesus has to sit down for games or he's injured or whatnot, I like the idea of the striker profile being different and maybe someone who doesn't link play in the same way and maybe we place more of the creative burden on... on um, 
Erdegaard and other players and say, Vla, you be a focal point up top, you be a goal present, you be a goal threat, you be a box presence, blah, blah, blah. I like that. So I like that idea of him. It's the fee for me. Um, yeah, according, according to Sky Sports, uh, mm. in obviously when it happened in Jan 22, he cost 66.6 million. Mm. That was there. It is worth saying, actually, he is still only 23, which is very, very young. I don't know, I thought is, he was older, is, but is, is, he's young. Is he 23? So he he's young. Turn, he doesn't turn 24 until 23rd of January. Okay. So, yeah, I'm be signing a 24 year old striker. So he's, he's, he, He's young. Um, I made a point of saying I don't think, you know, there's that pressing intensity. Again, though, I, you know, everything, when we're analysing players, we have to contextualise it. There are very few teams that play football in a similar style to Arsenal. So when we're kind of looking at how players are playing and trying to assess them and make judgments on them and saying, mm, he doesn't look as energetic, he doesn't look as this, he doesn't look as that, he does it. You've got to remember, yeah, the instruction, the requirement, the setup of the teams are com probably completely different to how that player will be utilised um, at Arsenal. For me, I like his, how clinical he is. I was talking about Jesus not being a killer, he looks like a killer. Um, so for me, he's a player that I wouldn't turn down outright, but the fee would have to make sense for me. And I wouldn't be prepared to go up to the amount that Juve spent on him in the summer. So what's, 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 what's a fee that makes sense? Cut price, 45, 50 mil top end, 50 mil top end. I'd say, okay. I'd say, okay. Um, more than that, my argument would be that let's just invest the money on a different striker. If we're going to go north of 50 mil for Vlavic, I'd say, like, you know, who else is out on the market? Because if we've got to go north anyway, and we're talking about a fee of 60, 65, 70 mil, I'd say, no, nah, let's look at something different. But if we can get him, who I still think is young, good, has demonstrated something at cut price, I'd be open to it. Yeah, yeah, don't disagree too much. Hope that answered your question, Luke. Um, one from Yonko Abs, uh, big him up, so we sent it in. He says, um, Liverpool Man City on Saturday, what result suits us? Hmm. Let me check uh, the table real quick. It's, just, it's City City top on 28 points, Liverpool and Arsenal second on 27 points. Yeah, plus one goal difference as well. So Liverpool yeah. got plus one goal difference on Arsenal. They've literally scored a goal more. We've conceded the same volume of goals. Um, if, if I had a choice, I would say draw. Draw, yeah. that would be my preference. However, if, if there's another choice, I would just go Liverpool win because they're still more likely to drop points over the course of the season than City are. Where, whenever you can take a City defeat, you take a City defeat, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, I, I think I sorted out. I don't think Pep has lost at home to Klopp in the league uh, since he's been in charge. So it will definitely be a, a tough game for Liverpool as well. And boy, I can't lie, if they, if they fling Doku on Trent, Hi, could be scary hours. Could be very, very scary hours. So, yeah, I need to see if Doc, if, Jür, if Jürgen's got a plan for that. Yeah, Doku's look brazy. We know yeah, Salah yeah. ain't gonna be doing no tracking back. So yeah. you know that that could be spooky. 
The other thing as well is that yeah, Liverpool are away. That's a factor. Liverpool are nursing quite a bit of injuries, if I'm not mistaken. I think they brushed Brentford, but um, just before the break. But they're 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 nursing quite a bit of injuries. I'm not sure if they'll have absolutely everyone back. They had some players on the bench against Brentford that I've never heard of in my life, and I deeped. A lot of them are academy players, youth players. Um, I think they had a good four or five youth players on the bench um, out of their nine subs that that day. So I don't know if they'll 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 have their players back. But yeah, I feel the same as you. A draw, because if they draw and we beat Brentford, um, we go go to the top anyway. And if they can't draw, yeah, man, I need Liverpool to collect the points. I know we've got to play Liverpool soon as well. Um, Yeah. I feel Liverpool, yeah, are more likely to drop points over the course of the season. Absolutely. If City lose... To Liverpool, that'll be their third loss of the season, their third defeat, you know, in 13 games. So, yeah. Okay. Um, we've got another one from Yonko Abs here. He says, um, the Brazilian Arsenal players have been getting a lot of criticism in the last few days. You feel it's justified or heightened? So, I put it this way. On Twitter, I think people are jobless. Like, generally, there's been a lot of criticism of Arsenal players in this international window. So I think that's boredom. Um, So I've seen some of the criticism. Um, I mean, if you want to say Jesus doesn't score, I think it's a fair criticism. You you can't get away from that. A lot of Gabriel stuff, um, the centre-back, which which I I don't agree with. I mean, I have to say, I don't really watch. I have not watched any of the games, so I can't come across that. My main thing is, as long as Gabriel plays well for Arsenal, that's all I really care about. So... um, if he's thinking out for Brazil, that's that's not my issue. But obviously, we got we we got we got PR and propaganda to push. So, so we'll watch that one. And Martinelli, I think, unfortunately for Martinelli, they just compare him to a lot of drip monsters that came before him. Do you know what I mean? And so, it is what it is. Like when you look at all the people that have come before Martinelli, like he's always going to pale in comparison, with all due respect. So it's not an issue. Like, but it's what it is. But again, Martinelli's doing well for Arsenal. So I don't really care. I think people are just going overboard, man. And if 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 it's a case of what people are saying, oh yeah, I don't rate this Arsenal player, this Arsenal player, this Arsenal player, they're not that good. All right, make sure when you play Arsenal, you beat us then, because all of a sudden, like nobody rates any of our players. Our players are not very good. Our players are this, that, and the other. So okay, so make sure you beat us and make sure you finish above us in the table if that's the case. So, so yeah, yeah, I think Yonko Abs is right in terms of people just at it again, at up to the same old nonsense when it comes to Arsenal and um, Arsenal players and there's an over analysis of Arsenal players and you know just where's that video of Shaka saying you know when 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 other teams do it mm-hmm. or when it involves another team no one really says anything but when Arsenal does it it's always um, you know sensationalized and just made to be a big thing and I think the same rule applies to when it involves Arsenal players I just think like you know I can't be bothered to. I don't. I don't get into back and forth with people on Twitter. Generally speaking, like I can't give two shits, man. Like honestly, um, what you say is what you say, and yeah, if our players are shit, our players are shit. Then, like, okay, all right, man. <laughs> all right, like you. Okay. Like I said, if you say so, just make sure when you play yeah. us, you dunk on us. Otherwise, yeah. I'm coming back to spin the block, my brother. So yeah, so well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh as it is every week, we always have the obligatory hazard uh 
Kai Havertz question. So for a lot of people who might not have been aware, um, Julian Nagelsmann, who is the new Germany manager, he has played Kai Havertz almost as a wing back or left back, whichever way you want to look at it over the course of the two international games, which is absolutely nasty. It makes me sick that we've spent some on this on. We couldn't work him as a forward. We couldn't work him as a midfielder. Now they're putting my man in defence, boy. Next thing you know, he's going to be playing centre-back and they're going to be telling us he's a full centre-back. But anyway, um, from Ords 1, uh, he says, oops, let me get it up here. He says, someone who's well-known on the fan cams, I'm not sure what he's alluding to there, and has worked alongside the club, was on spaces and said Havertz wasn't an Arteta sign. You think there could be any truth to that? So I'm going to just go ahead and say no, because the reality is the club are not going to sign anyone who Arteta doesn't give his say-so to. And from, from what we've heard, it seems that Arteta was the one who was pushing heavily, very, very heavily for this deal. So he's going to have to hold that because that came on his side. It was It was his... You know, it was his approval. So he's gonna he's gotta make it work. He's gotta make it work. And if he doesn't, that's a big red flag against his name. So um so that's from yeah, Ords one. And then we had another one from Khalil who dunked on German Dan. Uh German Dan did a, a post on I think at the weekend when he was talking about praising Havertz versatility because Nagelsmann was saying he was going to play him left back. And then and then German Dan was like, I know you're versatile, I know he's versatile, and then he, he got dunked on basically. Um and then Khalil HT3 has asked, does he think there's a future for Havertz as an inverted fullback? This is making me sick, bro. We're just trying to reinvent him all over the place in so many different positions. So what are your what's the latest Kai Havertz update? Was he an Arteta signing and does he have an, a future as an inverted fullback? Absolutely, he was an Arteta signing. Um, he was absolutely an Arteta signing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that we can spin that in any other way. I think whichever way people want to slice it, Arteta pursued this guy and convinced the club to spend. Um, basically, saw him as a replacement for Shaka, as an adequate replacement for Shaka. Um, more so in terms of goal contributions and uh, being being a, an attacking midfielder, box presence midfielder, going to attack and score goals, and that was it. That was the perception, and I don't think we need to pretend. I don't think we need to pretend that you know there's some master plan. I did, I did, you know, I did. I I didn't pretend. I didn't pretend. I was under no illusions, but I had such a faith in the coach that I thought, you know what, if Arteta is doing all of this, then there must be something. There must be something underlying. There must be some hidden information. There must be some concept in his mind that he's already proven that works, that can work, that he must be right. And so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I haven't seen anything, anything, in the time allotted so far to convince me that actually my initial judgment was correct. No, my initial judgment was wrong. And, you know, we as fans also don't have to hold on to this kind of notion that, yeah, um, because the coaches said it, because the coaches done it, it's somehow going to work out or whatnot. But, but look at the evidence is right in front of us. It's not worked, you know. 
Um, as far as the inverted fullback, yeah, it makes me sick as well, man. That makes me, the idea of that makes me sick, man. I think, why are we trying to reinvent and consider different positions for, 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 for this guy? Nah, man, that's nonsense. That's ridiculous. Um, what Germany decided to do with him, like you were saying earlier, is actually none of my concern. I couldn't care less how Germany tried to utilise the player or whatnot. Um, if and when he plays for Arsenal, I just want him to play well, do good. You know, I think that's the only way that Havertz can turn this round. Arteta can't turn this round. You know, I think Arteta's going to be put in a position where he's going to reach a point quite soon where he's not going to be able to use Havertz. He'll no longer be able to use him because he'll no longer be able to rely on the output that he gets. I think the reason why Havertz has got game time so far is because there's been a lack of other options which offer the same, if not better quality. Um, you know, I think if we hadn't sold Shaka in the summer, we Havertz wouldn't see the light of day. If we hadn't sold Shaka and we had signed Havertz, he wouldn't see the light of day. He'd be playing the cup games, maybe. That's it. This is why I'm so angry with Party, man, because if he was fit, we could just abandon this, which is evidently not working, yeah. and just play Party Rice, and we would pretty that's much win another one. Game. That's another one as well. It's that's absolutely, that's, he's just pissing that's me another off, one. Yeah, if but I mean that's another fair point. If have if um Partey were fit, we also won't see Havertz. Forget the keeping Shaka scenario because maybe if we kept Shaka, we don't sign Havertz. But if Partey were fit, um Rice plays eight for me. Havertz is a luxury, and I said that at the time as well. In fairness, like you know, I've blasted myself, but I said at the time in fairness, I felt Havertz was a luxury player. I didn't feel that we needed him. Um, he wasn't a necessity, and he's not proven to be a necessity. I think if the conditions are right then yeah, it might work, but it's, a, it's still a might. It might work. There's no guarantee that even with the right conditions, Havertz is going to deliver with his performances on the pitch. So yeah, it's not, for me, it's not paid off yet. Needs to pay off soon. I hope for the players say, I, I hope, you know, I don't like the idea that players are getting blasted by fans and player mental health and all of that. It's real, it's real, it's real. And there must be pressure on him, but you're a professional footballer and my friend, you need to play and perform very well. Yeah, very, very, very well. There's no two ways about it. Um, yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, another one from Khalil H2, HT3. He says, in light of Chelsea Spurs, his previous dealings being exposed, are we worried about the FA spinning the block on the club due to Don Raul and his brown paper bags? Uh, brackets, allegedly. <laughs> boy, hopefully not. I think that's why they sacked him, boy, because that Pepe deal, if that ever came to light, I think we'd be in big, big trouble. Yeah. Um, Raul was a crook, man. Raul, yeah, Raul was a crook. But, yeah, no, nah, I think any misdemeanors that he done, I think were small fry. I think it's more about the relationships that he had with other individuals across Europe. I think that's what it is, um, rather than the exchange of money, the exchange of funds, because save Pepe, we didn't spend massive. We haven't had massive outlays on players mm. during that period, during that era. So, yeah. 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 And the, the only thing I'll ever be grateful to him for is bringing Saliba. So, 
you know, you can yeah. always hold can always hold a bit of credit in the bank for that one. But forget him. Last one, uh, and we'll wrap up. This is from Askview at Askview One. He says, Would you consider selling I don't know if it's one of or each of Trossard, Tommy, Zinchenko, as they have two years left at the end of this season. Um so Zinchenko, I wouldn't sell. Tommy is so I, I think Tommy Tommy I wouldn't sell. But he needs to prove his fitness to me this season. I actually think he's played well when he's played this season. So, um, and he's actually, funnily enough, he's been a beneficiary of that Timber injury because had Timber not got injured, I'm not necessarily sure how much we would have seen of Tommy. Maybe in games we might have rested White or do you know what I mean? But I don't, we've seen a lot more of Tommy than we would have had had Timber not got injured, in my opinion. Um, so I'm happy to keep Tommy around, especially as he's someone who can play centre back as well. Um, providing he shows he proves his fitness this season so so far so good let's let's see how that carries on and trossard i would potentially look at moving him on not because he's done anything necessarily wrong not even because he's been bad he's actually he's his goals to game ratio his efficiency in the final third is very good however for the profile we need when you look at what we were originally trying to do you know we've tried to get rafinha we tried to, we looked at Neto, we tried to get Mudrik. We need another speedster in the team for me. When you know that our superstars are our wingers, um, we can't kill them over the course of a 60-game season. And so you need someone who can adequately rotate out of the team for one of those two. So I would look at getting in a winger with similar attributes to Martinelli and Saka, um, which is obviously, you know, we speak a lot about Neto one here. Um, I have liked Trossard at false nine, I'll be honest, but... He's behind a lot of people there. He's behind Jesus there as well. And, and assuming we try to sign a new striker and Jesus becomes number two and Jesus is also a wide option, I think it makes Trossard a bit more redundant, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think Trossard is a saleable asset. And I think that's the reality. It's not... For me, Trossard hasn't done much wrong in Arsenal shirt. He's had bad performances... But who hasn't had bad performances in the time that Tross, that we signed Trossard? Um, you know, he's not been an Arsenal player for a year. You know, I think he's made important contributions to us in the in 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 the year that he has played for us. Um, so yeah, I think he's actually someone that we signed for relatively inexpensive and could actually still get a decent command he could command a decent fee in that i think you could sell trossard for 30 mil 35 million um pounds at the highest end probably um and maybe even more if he does a madness in terms of okay, we could get that yeah i think at the highest end, yeah because i think he's, he's in mind think, he's, he's 29 i'm not sure we get at uh, 29 you think we get that i think yeah i think trossard's held his value i think there has to be a market for him more, more so, but surely that market has to be England because who abroad is going yeah. to give you that money? Or yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Abroad, you're not going to get. I, I don't. You're not seeing thirty-five. No, no, years. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I could see it. I can see it in England. Um, yeah, definitely. I think there's something there where he's held his values, proved himself, and I think you know if another team wants to look at him and make him more integral in their side. Um, I think it could happen. I think the difficulty is that, you know, we've paid him a good wage. 
Mm. We are in the Champions League. I think for his age, he's not necessarily going to make a downwards move. He's going to want to make a sideways move at, at worst, you know, mm. um, or the money play, you know. Mm. So, yeah, but yeah, I think uh, I think he's held his value. I would sell him for that reason. Um, because for me, everything that you said about the profile is what I've said. I, I agree. I think he's a very good player. But yeah, I think especially if you go in the market for a different profile striker, um, it kind of relegates Jesus to a number two. Then where's your room for Trossard to get any kind of regularity in terms of minutes? I don't like the idea. He's done well, but I prefer Trossard through the centre as a false nine or even as an interior player than out yeah. wide. I just think like in terms of the pace, it's not dynamic enough in terms of his quickness to do what I would like our, our wide players to do. Um, Tommy Asu, I would sell. I said, like, I like the player. I think his um, versatility is important for us. He's versatile. That's who German Dam really should have been rapping about <laughs> rather than risking his ass on Twitter to get cooked like that. But... It's German Dan, isn't it? It's German Dan. Um, but Tommy Asu for me, I like him, but yeah, man, I've got no connect. Listen, what you gotta understand, yeah. I'm like them old man that lived through the war that talk about in 1942 this happened, and you know, that hey, Shabs, man. And the Nazis. The thing, of, Shabs, the thing about the old days, <laughs> the daily old, the old days, bro. I hear it. But what I say that to say. I've seen Henri leave the club. You see what I'm saying? Like I've seen mm -hmm. Van Persie leave. I've seen Fabregas leave. I've seen top, yeah. top guys leave. Mm -hmm. like, I've seen Erzul leaving, doing that at the peak of his powers. You see yeah. what I'm saying? We shipped Aubameyang off the other day. In our mm -hmm. dark, dark, dark days, mm -hmm. Aubameyang was a, was a beacon, mm -hmm. you know, of shining light. I've seen these guys come and go. Like, Tommy Asu leaving like that's not gonna bother me. It's not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it, especially where Tommy Asu is a player that I feel if he can stay fit again, I feel we can sell him for more than we purchased him for. So that's a flip. I think as well, in terms of like his performance level, again, if you said to me a team was coming with 25 30 million pounds for him. I'd say, yeah, man, sell him, sell him you know, tomorrow. The, the rumors are that Bayern buy were looking at him in the summer, so so so, so we'll see. Thirty-five we'll see. mil, we'll see. minimum we'll thirty-five mil. We'll I'd see. sell him easy. I'd say the only thing uh, Zinchenko. The other one was Zinchenko. No, nah, it's not. Yeah. Zinchenko, yeah. just yeah, we just we yeah. just ride that one until the wheels fall off, literally. Yeah, yeah. I think the the only thing with Tommy going is that if he was to go, we'd have to sign another defender because as it is at the moment. We only have six defenders, and I think Tommy yeah. Asu's going to the Asia Cup in Jan, so that's five. And we don't know when Timber's coming back, so really and truthfully, we shouldn't be letting any defenders go right now. Mm. Uh, we, it's in it's in quite a precarious position, so so yeah, yeah. so but one to watch. So yeah, yeah all right. Um, I think we'll leave it there. Before we go, give us your prediction for Brighton. For the, sorry, Brighton, the Brentford game on Saturday. Brentford. I'm gonna say two 0 you know. It's funny. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was gonna predict two 0 as well. 
I was going to yeah. predict 2 0. Martinelli and Erdegaard. Yep. Is that, exactly. Yeah. Martinelli and Erdegaard is, is, is what I'll go for. So, so let's hope so, man. Fingers crossed. Let's kick off. Um, thankfully, now we've had stupid international breaks are over. We've had three. There's no more international breaks now till March. So, we've got four months clear of League Cup. Champions League football, so yeah, man, let's get it on. Let's put up a let's put a run. Let's try and grab. Let's try and put ourselves in a position, man, to win this thing. So, Shabs Marara, mm-hmm. thank you very much for joining me tonight, listeners. Bless thank you very day. much for listening, and we will return on Saturday evening with a post match after the Brentford game. Fingers crossed for a win, but we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. Network.